This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. And a very good morning to you. Welcome. It's Friday the 24th of November. Black Friday, Heels. Are you engaged in these sales? The paper is like the Bible today. Oh, it's it was massive. as heavy as lead trying oh, to get no. it in. They've been going a week too. So, yeah, very, very good. I'm not involved really, no. I'm sort of I'm not a big discount shopper. I shop when I need something, mm-hmm. I reckon. Um, but my I family are right into it. Don't, don't you? I don't mind a discount. No, no, I, I just need the product. Hmm? I just need the product. Okay. Hmm. Um, but I do. My daughter and wife were out lounge shopping. Okay. And now my wife's got a goal for next Black Friday. <laughs> She's going to buy her own next Friday, next time. <laughs> Not quite ready yet. But, yeah, she'll well, save that up. Welcome to the show. We're brought to you by Burbank Homes, the building you can trust. You can bank on Burbank Homes. And, of course, the all-new Hyundai Kona. Imagine to be bold. Love you to be part of it. 13 13 55 is our Suncorp Home Resilience open line. Or you can text us. 0467 736 736. I'm not going to watch the T20. No way. No <laughs> way am I going to watch that India game. It's too many. Too much cricket over there. Mm. Oh, the crowd at Vizag are putting them. It turned up. And I was warned two days ago. I had a phone call from Matty Hayden mm-hmm. in India. Yeah. He, he rang me FaceTime. I said, hey, Dos, you just do that to your family. Don't do it to me. Right? And he said, I said, what, what would you like? And he said, I just want to chat. He's been in India since February. <laughs> he's, anyway, so he's, and then I, I look at him in the FaceTime and he, he's in the gym, right? And and he's talking to me and he's changing machines, you know, getting on a leg press machine. Yeah. Hey, Dos, that's not going to help you. Doing that rubbish while you're talking on the phone, do it properly. He says, yeah, just looking to get rid of the roof. And said, you're not going to go anywhere. And getting towards the end of our FaceTime call, he says, probably time for a massage now. (laughs) He'd done about three leg presses. (laughs) So, But he said this Indian T20 side Mm -hmm. is nearly as good as the top Indian side. Okay. The, The amount of experience and class and quality they've got it was on show, wasn't it? And they chased down 208. Yeah, well, I mean, as I was going to say, they're playing cricket in India again, apparently. So it, we know these matches count for naught. Uh, but it has been a thriller, Hills. Yes, we posted three for 208. Josh Inglis and Steve Smith. Uh, Ingl- uh, Smith, 52 or 41. Nothing. In- Inglis, yes. 110 or 50. We, we know that's the way he can come off. But have a listen to this. And you know I love my little stats. 11 fours and eight sixes. So mm. by my count, wow, 92 in boundaries. Yes. How good's that? And how many? 11 and eight. That's, 11 fours and eight sixes. That's, uh, what's that, 19 scoring shots? Mm. 19 scoring shots of his 50. And then let's you know, throw in 10 singles. Yeah. But India has chased it down. Eight for 209. Yadav, uh, who's skipper of this team, 80 or 42, he hit nine fours and four sixes, so he went berserk as well. So, uh, yeah, so the, the series, uh, the five-match five, se- five match series that no one really cares about, um, uh, although India will sort of probably claim some minor revenge for the World Cup defeat the other day. They still only played five bowlers, India. Yeah. We had six bowling options, Matt Short and, and 
Stoyness were very expensive mm-hmm. as a as a pair. Their four overs was very expensive, so it didn't quite work. But if you just have five bowling options, you can get hit out of the attack. Mm-hmm. So it was a beauty. Uh, it turned out to be a great match. And, uh, yeah, what is it, 417 runs scored. I looked at my phone at 2.38, and I'm thinking, that game should be over. Mm. Started at 11.30, no. It still had four overs to go. Yeah. So, so it probably started at midnight, did it? Yeah. So, uh, speaking of cricket, uh, we, we've had it finally confirmed after you broke the news the other day. Oh, it, but it seems like I did break that, eh? Yeah. So, um, I mean, you I are. I might get in trouble at a meeting this morning. Oh, have you got a meeting this morning? Yes. And I hope I'm, hope there's more people than just me in it. <laughs> or I might have been called in. <laughs> so can they wrap the knuckles of the chairman, can they? Yes, I can. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, the chairman did release to us and uh, our listeners the other day that the heat will be severely uh, hamstrung early in this uh, BBL because the PM's 11 is going to include four of your players, Renshaw, Nisa, Pearson and McSweeney. Yes. Which uh, is a bit tough, I think. I would have thought sure. so. Um, we were informed that it wouldn't be that bad and it would be spread around more than that. Yeah. But I think the, the selectors, the National Selection Panel, have decided that no, this is a full-on trial. And I'm guessing you don't get access to uh, Usman and Marnus. No, because be they're flying, they're flying to Perth. Okay. How about you get off the flight in Adelaide and play for us in Adelaide in the second game mm. and then move on to get ready for the test four okay. days later. But I don't... We're trying to have a win there. Yeah, okay. Mm. All right, well... Um, <laughs> So by the sounds of it, it could be a fiery meeting this morning for you. Uh, yeah, no, it shouldn't be. We've just got to work out what players we've got left. Okay. And who, and who we can put in and what the rules are to bring some outsiders in. You know, could we get Ratchin Ravindra? Mm. Mm. There's a little break here again too. Okay. You know, what's around the world that we're allowed to bring in? Yeah. And will they, will they release, will they relax some rules? I.e., th- there'll be a, a rule that says... Uh, you had to have been in the draft. You have to be nominated to play the Big Bash yep. if you can now get picked up. But this is a disaster, so well, surely they can relax that rule if Ravindra wouldn't be in that draft thinking, I'm a nobody, I'm a nobody, no one's going to pick me up, I won't even nominate for that draft. And, and New Zealand, you know, I really want to play my comp in New Zealand yeah. in the same summer, so he wouldn't have nominated, but would he be good for the comp? I reckon he would be. Mm. Just for two matches. Two matches. That's all. Yeah, okay. Well, it's a big blow for you guys. I've been potentially losing six. Yeah. yeah, and Stex is another one. We've lost Stex to the Melbourne Stars, Mark Steckity, and so he's another one. He'll be pulled out of the, the Stars because he's in the PM's 11. He, he's in the game as well. So, um, yeah, I, I think uh, it'll be very interesting to see what rules are in and what rules can mm-hmm. be relaxed and whether – the test players could maybe stop over in Adelaide. Yeah. Hey, speak of the the heat, big one for the girls this afternoon. Ooh, uh, I'm a bit nervous Thunder. about that one. Yeah, 2.40 in Adelaide. Uh, we're coming off three straight losses. Oh, shut up, Paddy. I know, I know, I know. What about Hobart? Hobart's our biggest danger. Yeah. And they flogged the Renegades last night. That Lazelle Lee got another 100. Well, we're, oh. we're in fourth on 14 points, and we're now only one in front of Hobart. I know. And they've got the Strikers next. Right? Yeah. So they're the second best team. No, they're the top team, they're actually. They're the top team, yeah. So you, Hobart have got to beat the top team to leapfrog us if we don't win this afternoon. Yeah. We thought, no, we didn't think. I thought we were locked into the top four. but well, we're not. So but, come on. Plenty on the show today. We'd love you to join us. Uh, we'll, we'll preview this big doubleheader at Suncorp at the weekend. 
Raw v Perth Glory, and then the women take on the women Raw take on Adelaide United. So uh, that's a big one, and let's hope they get a big crowd out there for that. Of course, the PGA uh, continues after the well, you'd have to call it an upset yesterday. The world number one thousand one hundred and sixty-two ranked player, yeah, Joel Moscatel. His previous best, his best that he's ever got to is nine hundred and eighty-three. So uh, that's he's how good they are. Eh? Equal the course record. Well, we told you that. You know, you get out there, you're going to see some some great golf. How did he get here? Do you think? Well, he's via the the DP World Tour. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he's come through that through their Challenger Series and things like that. So because we don't want that player out here, we don't want that sort of level. Who's going to beat Minwoo Lee? <laughs> we, we can't have that. It's only day one. Don't <laughs> don't panic yet. <laughs> and it looked like in the morning, uh, the morning conditions were good. Because they shot in the morning, yeah. and they stayed on the leaderboard all day. So um, the the wind died down about three three thirty. Yeah, you were out there yesterday. Yes, afternoon, and it was very windy for the start of the second round, yep. the second field. Um, and they weren't scoring like the morning, and then it died. So I noticed that you know Leishman and these blokes got to five under. They they were like three under when I left them. At least had a bogey on the party hole. He just fell off the front of the green. Were you actually walking the course or did you just sit yeah, in the walked. hospitality tent? Mainly walked. Know. You know, and you park underneath the gateway bridges. Yeah, I know. So, yeah. And you walk in the back. So you have to walk to the the centre of the mm. universe, the golfing universe there. So you do a lot of walking and you get a bit distracted and you go one extra hole. Oh, I suppose we better go to the suite now. And the suite's <laughs> on the on the back of the 18th. So That's we right. sat. We then had you know, an hour and a half in the suite and had a bite to eat, a couple of little burgers and and um, <laughs> and tried the beers in the cans. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, we decided we'd finish. We had to go past the 17th, which is the party hole, on the way back to the car. Yeah. So we had a couple of groups on that. Look, with the exception of Cameron Smith, I think the organisers, though, the promoters would be very happy with this. You've got the yes. Spaniard up top at 8-under with a 63-course record equaling, but just one shot behind, Minwoo Lee, who went, where did he go last night, Matty? What, who was it? Post someone? The light post? Did he, he, the he went to, we believe, Post Malone. Ah, Where's okay. that, the Echo? Yeah, uh, 20,000 yeah, at the Echo. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's right. American superstar. Yeah, and he put a Foster's T-shirt on. Oh, I saw he? that. Yeah. And did a shoey. Re- oh, I did not see that. Yeah, yeah. that's how he won him over. Had Robbie Williams doing warning stuff and voice <laughs> stuff on, you know, Johnny Farnham in Melbourne. Well, Post Malone got the goods out. Yeah, it's okay. a good way to win uh, the Australian crowd. Yeah. Would I know any of his songs, Matty? Yeah, good boys. Yeah, I'll play one out of the break next. Will you? Okay. I just made that up, Paddy. <laughs> I read it in the paper. <laughs> <laughs> So, look, as I said, the, the organisers have got to be happy with this. You've got the Spaniard Moscatel up top with uh, an 8-under 63. But after that, the big guns, with the exception of Cam Smith, who in his words, a two-over yeah. yesterday, six to 73, was a crappy round. And he's got a lot to make up to make the cut, uh, which they'll be uh, wringing their hands over down at Royal Queensland, believe me. Minwoo Lee at 7-under 64, brilliant round. Eight birdies in that. Adam Scott is right there at five under with his 66. Lucas Herbert, five under 66. So they're loving that, that all our high-profile players are right there and thereabout. Young Elvis Smiley, who we spoke about yesterday morning, who got it going really early. He finished three under with a 68. But, yes, the uh, the tough one is uh, is Cameron Smith. Yeah, I think Curtis Luck's a good player too, isn't he? Very good player. WA, yeah, he's four under. Yeah. So even some young up-and-comers. Michaluzzi's three under. Yep. Uh, That's pretty good. Pamps is three under. Yes. I nearly yelled out to him. 
he was down on the 18th. And I said, oh, there's Pam's. <laughs> and, and I didn't. Oh, I should have. <laughs> you, you do tiptoe around golf tournaments, don't yeah, you? Sure. You're not quite sure what to do. And um, I think even the, the suites around the 18th, they're a little bit noisier than they used to be. Um, and they forget they're at a golf course uh-huh. with the boys putting just down on the green. Mm. Unless you're watching, you don't you forget where you are. Um, Pete, yeah, well, you Pete just sent us through some tips. We'll get on to those a little later I'm, on. I'm looking up. Have you got round two scores, Penny? Like, uh, because they should have started. Oh, here we go. Uh, what, why did – yeah, six o'clock. Where's um, – Yeah, they're, they're up and running out Yeah, there. the leaders. Jim, Jimmy Tucker's out there. We'll catch up with yes, him. Yes, well, is he – there he is. He's playing with Chang Ji Lee and Ben Ferguson. Mm. At 7.40. How come he gets 7.40? He must have been so early and so at 11 yesterday. Yeah. He was a yeah. little, little later yesterday. 7.40. I want to see him come backwards a bit. Oscar from the Valley. I've seen postage stamps bigger than that Indian ground last night. Made for a fun game of cricket, though. We're worried about Oscar with the, the hours he's keeping. Yeah. <laughs> he's an early starter and a, or a late yeah. finisher some days. Um, no, Vizag. I've played at Vizag. We played Kenya there in a the World Cup. And uh, I can't remember it being super small. These bikes just make all the grounds look small. <laughs> so, oh, clipped off the pads, high and long. We are watching the highlights on Fox. Yeah, well, I'm not sure where Icarus is going this morning. Morning Men and Vanessa. Uh, dress codes. How about lime green shirt, black vest, white flares, platform shoes, aviator and sunglasses, Panama hat, and last but not least, a Cuban cigar. Where did you wear that, Icarus? <laughs> Go by the name of Pablo. It <laughs> sounds like a Mexican. Pablo Jimenez. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Vanessa, a very good morning to you. Hello. Good morning. Happy Friday. Yeah, well, same to you. Happy Black Friday, isn't it? Oh, yes. Are you a sales shopper? Yes. Well, I am. Um, mm. I actually have that in my rundown to talk about this morning. So let's start there. Well, it is. Why not? The paper's full of it. Well, yeah, first of absolutely. all, before you get mm. into your detail. Yes. Would you buy something in the Black Friday sale if you didn't really need it? It no. was just a good discount? No, I'm no. the type of shopper who is like, I've got my list, I know what I'm looking for, and if it happens to be cheap, if I can get it cheaper, great. Yes. But no, you've got to be careful. Um, but I mean, Australians are expected today to spend $6.3 billion, mm. actually not just today, but over the next four days. It's two um, Because it runs through till Monday. Yeah, so it is, it's huge. Um the savvy shoppers obviously want to get their Christmas shopping done. Retailers are saying, okay, yeah, let's do some good discounts because it actually has been a bit of a sluggish year mm-hmm. retail-wise. Um, but 9.3 million Australians are planning to check out the sales and take part. The good thing is you can go down to the shops in person or you can go online. So there's mm. definitely bargains to be had. But as you said, Heels, only buy what you need. You're very busy, Vanessa. So, are you more, have you turned into more of an online shopper? Um, no, I still like. Yeah, me too. Seeing things in yeah. person. I'm a retailer. Yeah, yeah yep. that's right. I, you know, something about the the stores that bricks and mortar is good. Oh. Yes. Um, still trying to work out my online Archie's deal. Oh yeah. I bought the boys some Archie's. Yeah. You know, and they didn't have a size or a colour of one of them, and oh, I, oh, I don't okay. know where. Yeah, I, I love keep Archie's. remembering it. And you got to know oh. your size. That's the yeah, thing. I know. Too. Yes. You can't can't put your Archies on online. No, you can't. Okay. In other developments, um, the Commonwealth Games. Could this be the new deal that actually sees it happen? What? We have a new proposal today. 
Tom Tate from the Gold Coast, Basil Zempelis from Perth, mm, have written to the Prime Minister <laughs> and they want a co-host situation. So they want to see an event that would have the half of the events, including the aquatics on the Gold Coast in the first week, head over to the west and have the track and field and the rest of the events in Perth. They say this is the solution, this will rescue the Games. Unfortunately, the Premiers still aren't on board, but Gina Reinhart is. Okay. Yes. Oh, See, she can, even get she can go out. How good would she be Black Friday if she wanted to go shopping? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't she, mind she going shopping She could spend the entire $6 million with, and it wouldn't make a dent. Gina Reinhardt. She gets invites yes. from everyone. <laughs> would you like to come into our store today? Oh, <laughs> man. Um, well, and do you th- do they, are they insinuating she might invest even hev- more heavily than just sponsor Yeah, well, things? she has, I mean, she puts her money where her mouth is, yes. doesn't she? And, so, and Twiggy Forrest is doing the same at the moment. Yeah. They'd be both combo in East yeah. Coast, West Coast. Yes, Exactly. And look, just quickly, um, Pat, you came in buzzing this morning about the uh, big US name that was in Brisbane last night, Post Malone, mm. had his concert <laughs> at the RNA, 20,000 fans uh, yes. rocked up. Now, he actually broke, well, perhaps a record, we're not sure, but he performed seven shoeys. Seven. Drinking, seven. drinking beer wow. out of an old worn shoe. It was his thing for the night. He was like, I'm going to do this. He got fans up on stage to help him. Seven shoeys across mm. the night. Um, someone who was at the concert, Min Woo Lee. Yes, we know he was yes. at it. He said that yesterday in his <laughs> yeah. press conference. So He's only I, starting at 11 today, so he was okay mm. with the later night. Well, I hope he wasn't shoeying. No, me He's too. He's got golf to play and he's yes. right up there on the leaderboard. Get a little foot joy. <laughs> <laughs> foot joy worth of lager. <laughs> yeah. All right, Vanessa, thank you very much at 6.20. Now on Breakfast with Pat and Heels, Heels gets his gloves off. Oh, well, a man who certainly has proven himself. Over the weekend, I looked at Damien Oliver and how shiny and bright he is as a, as a great athlete. One of the best, I'm imagining. I guess when I was asked to present this show with you, Patty, because it was because I love sport and know a bit about the qualities and the pressures of it. Um, I, I know just how much David Warner, for example, in cricket brings to the table, which is very impressive. Having play, played a bit of rugby league, I have a sense of how good Adam Reynolds and Nathan Cleary must be. Uh, I'm not sure. I totally understand the work of Reese Walsh. Uh, but my great benefits of doing the show is listening in areas where my uh, intuition is nil. That's motor racing, Max Verstappen, St. Van Gisbergen. It's been great to learn of their deeds. In the surf, on the beach and on the roads, there's Ali Day in the pool. There's the dolphins that represent us so proudly. And there's Damien Oliver. Personal qualities of humility and courtesy seem to be so important to him, yet competitiveness is always talked about and crucial when it comes to Damon Oliver. He's had his injuries, some very serious, but his physical maintenance must have been excellent. How much goes into his technical mastery, only a few will know. Certainly not me. Endurance is one of my favourite qualities, I reckon, and I reckon in 35 years at his industry and at his standard and pace, um, that's a pass for Damien Oliver. Then there's the daily courage to drive and keep keep all that commitment into such a dangerous uh, career. Uh, that's a second thing that stands him above a lot. Lows of form and the loss of family have certainly tested all of that commitment of his in his industry, but somehow his consistency and the highs have conquered those lows. And guess what? 
with all that self-belief, confidence and aggression, he's not a prick. He finishes as everyone's idol. Those who race before him, those who he beats currently, and the newbies in the game simply marvel at the little goat. Finish well, Ollie, whenever that may be, over in Perth this year. Well played. Raw v Perth Glory at 2 o'clock, followed by the women's match uh, against Adelaide United. We've got Scott Neville, Brisbane's uh, defender, joining us on the phone. Scott, uh, good morning to you. Thanks for thanks for coming on the show. Not a problem at all. Thanks for having me, guys. Looking forward to it. I can't believe they're still calling it early season. Geez, your seasons go long, Scott, <laughs> don't they? <laughs> yeah, they do. They do. Uh, we 27 games in the season and, and in the finals and um, unfortunately about 25 pre-season games. So, um, yeah, it's a long season. <laughs> as, as you get older, you tend to miss a few of the pre-season games and focus more on the season. <laughs> so so you're a little bit like Travis Head, eh? So if I don't want to play that game, I'm not going to play. <laughs> well, I nearly called in sick to uh, training on Monday because I stayed up and watched it, but um, I got up and, and went to training, but it was, yeah, it was awesome to watch and I'm a big cricket fan and I lived in India for a little bit, playing over there. So oh, I did you really? Of my mates and, and let them know. <laughs> yeah, bragging rights. Uh, I was going to ask you about your, your journey because you've played for you know several A-League clubs, including Perth Glory, who you've got uh, this weekend. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's wonderful when you're good at, at this sport that you can take your strut your stuff just about all over the place, can't you? Yeah, it's amazing where football can take you and the opportunities that um, can come from that. Like, uh, I played with Robbie Fowler, who, who's a Liverpool legend and an England legend when I was younger. And then um, he he seemed to remember me and he took me to Brisbane and then he went to India and, and I followed him there. So um, the connections you make in football are crazy. And then the opportunities, as you guys know, with cricket as well. Um, yeah, you end up playing all over the world. So it's, uh, it's exciting. Yeah. Well, I wondered who loaned you to East Bengal? Was it the Raw? Yeah. So yeah. it was during the COVID time. So I actually didn't miss, I only missed... Um, seven A-League games uh, and managed to get a whole ISL season in over there and then and then came back to Brisbane. So it kind of, uh, the timing was impeccable and, and it meant that I got to experience the Indian lifestyle and football and, and I didn't realise, like obviously I knew they were passionate about that cricket, but um, it's it's next level. It's insane. And Virat Kohli's just everywhere. Oh, and aren't they filthy about this World Cup result too, mate? I, mean, I see they're all saying, you know, it should be the best of three. Come back, Australia. We won two more matches. They did. And I can't believe that stadium, Ahmedabad, the, um, like everyone in the crowd had a blue India shirt yeah. on, like a brand new one as well. So I was thinking, are they handing them out before the game or like how, how are they getting hold of this many, <laughs> this many Indian shirts? But yeah, um, yeah it was an amazing spectacle. All right, let's talk about the, this match this weekend. Yeah. You're you're in sixth, but I mean, realistically, you're just you're just behind the leaders, aren't you? A win virtually turns the whole thing around. You, you're right up there near the top. Yeah, we've had a good start. Um, we're only one point off top, so um, potentially if we win this weekend, we can can get right up to the top. But um, with our new coach Ross Aloisi, we're we're very much a process um, driven team, and and if we we train extremely hard, and if we manage to play the way we train, then then we know we'll get the right outcomes and and the right performances, and then within that, the, the results come. So, um, yeah, as you said, it is early in the season, but um, it's important to get off to a good start because it can give you good building blocks leading into uh, further into the season. Mm, you better than most will know what Perth glory bring to the table. You had two stints with them. What what have you got to combat this weekend? Yeah, they've got some good players. They've um, they've got a, a really good striker, Sofru, um, Adam Taggart, who, mm-hmm. who's had a really good career and, and played overseas. Um but they've they've got a new coach as well. They have they have the old Matildas coach, um, Alan Sajit. So mm-hmm. 
uh, we'll make sure we do our due diligence on them. But um, as I said before, we kind of focus on, on us and if we do the right things and, and the way we play and the quick passing tempo game we play and high pressing, then um, we should get the rewards. Hey, I know you've been quoted that you're a big rap on your new coach, on Ross Aloisi, and you like what he brings attacking-wise to this football team. Yeah, it's it's amazing, you know. Uh, I'm coming to the back end of my career, obviously, and um, have played in some successful teams before, but uh, the intensity and, and passion that Ross shows for every player, uh, young or old, is amazing, and I'm still learning stuff at the age of 34, right. believe it or not. Um, but, yeah, the way we we go forward and, and the, the way we press up top is, is amazing and it makes our job a little bit easier at the back because we have more of the ball, which means we don't have to defend as much. Yeah, okay. At, at 34, what are the aspects of football you have to stay on top of? Um, I think as you get older, uh, I've changed position, which is I used to be a right back, which is a lot more physical, physically demanding. Um, but as you know, as you get older, you've got to focus a little bit more on your diet, um, recovery, so ice baths, spas, saunas, um, treatment and I think the, the game and, and sports science and technology has come a long way these days that everything's monitored so you never go over a certain threshold of training and if yeah. you do um, you, you get tapered off so you're always kind of you're kind of like a racehorse you're always kind of primed for uh, for match day whereas when I was younger you used to just train and, and go as hard as you could and then some days you know you get to the game and you're a bit more fatigued than you probably needed to be Yes. Um, whereas everything's tapered towards the weekend and, and towards games now which is great uh, hey, the other thing we've had Ross on the show a couple of times, man. He's not he's not afraid to gamble with these youngsters in the squad, is he? No, he's not. I think last time uh, we played Sydney at home, we had a a fifteen year old, a sixteen year old, two eighteen year olds, and and a nineteen year old by Jeez. the end of the game. So, so I was just doing a bit of babysitting by the end of it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's it's awesome, and and they're all homegrown players, you know they. They're all Brisbane locals or, or from Cairns or uh, I think one of them's from Ipswich and Gold Coast. So they're all Queenslanders, yeah. which is what the club's trying to instill. And um, I think it's – and he's not just putting in the, them in there for the sake of it. He's putting them in there on merit. Yep. Uh, and they've trained really well. So, you know, he's left out some older players who um, maybe weren't training as well. And, and he just proved the point that if you train well, you'll you'll play no matter what age you are. Yeah, we're reading so much about this young Thomas Waddingham. What what can you tell us about him that you know maybe we don't know because he's clearly going to be in the headlines for a while. Yeah, he, he well, it's funny. He, he was in the youth team last year and uh, he maybe trained with us once or twice and you never really saw much of him because he was only there once or twice. And then this preseason, he just came in and was, I'm not sure if it's the confidence that Ross has instilled with him and the, the coaching staff, but just like a completely new player and it's, it's kind of refreshing. You know, a lot of, a lot of teams go for a, an older experienced striker who's got the runs on the board and played overseas and, and done this and that. But um, yeah, he, he's just a, an amazing learner. Uh, he's quick, strong and powerful and uh, he scored a lot of goals. You know, we got to the final of the FA Cup and I think yeah. he scored in every round. So um, yeah, he's got a terrific head on his shoulders as well. He's very quiet, but um, yeah, if he continues to go the way he's going to go, I don't think he'll be, in the A-League for much longer. Yeah, plenty of real lunatic cricketers started quiet, so he he might blossom. (laughs) Don't worry. Yeah, hopefully. Exactly. Hey, Scott, great to talk to you. I hope you get a massive crowd out at Suncorp on uh, on Sunday for this doubleheader. Uh, Your game starting at 2 o'clock, followed by the women. And, uh, yeah, I know Alan Graham, as I said, chatting to him the other day, hoping for a real big crowd out there Sunday. Yeah, go well, Scott. Thanks. Thanks very much, guys. Really appreciate it. Hills, you've noticed there's runners everywhere all over the Kangaroo Point region this morning for a reason.
they're following a gentleman who has one of the great social media posts of all time. It reads something along the lines, Australia ran it, $1.82 million so far, raised it, body, cooked it, 11 kilos, lost it, nation, inspired it, mind, lost it, sleep, earned it. Ned Brockman, a very good morning and thanks for joining us on the show this morning. G'day, lads. Thank you. That gave me goosebumps. You read that out. I'm, uh, I'm very excited to be here. Thank you. 4,000 Ks or close enough to between a couple of iconic beaches, Cottesloe and Bondi, and uh, just a, an unbelievable feat. You're saying I've got unbelievable feet or the feet in itself was unbelievable? Well, you can, <laughs> You've got you, both. you can spell it either way. <laughs> no, I appreciate that. Yeah, it's been, uh, it's been a wild journey. It itself was a wild journey, but, but uh, you know, as of this morning and seeing what's, what's happened since it has been absolutely mind-boggling. I'm just uh, enjoying every step of the journey. Talk us through the time. In your 47-day ordeal, you really had to uh, sort of answer some questions about life with the injuries you got, the old fly eggs in your toenail bed. Tell, talk, tell us how all <laughs> yeah. that happened. No, I had a... Uh, I had a little incident where obviously when you run a lot of Ks, your toenails start uh, peeling off and um, my big toenail was, was not fully off yet and there's a lot of nullable, a lot of flies on the nullable plane and yeah. one uh, cheeky little one flew in and laid an egg and three days later I had maggots crawling in my toenail. Oh. So I had, to, uh, I had to make all the big the big questions and answers at that point and work out why the hell I was out here and why, why do I still had to keep going. But obviously there's, there's bigger reasons when you when you say you're going to do something, you see it through, and we we're raising a whole lot of money for Aussies experiencing homelessness. So I had to just keep showing up. Yes. Yeah, why did you take this on? And I mean, give us an update. This this was a while ago, and I read this article, one point eight five. You're over two million, aren't you? And and why homelessness, Ned? Yeah, to date we're probably around the two point seven million mark, Jeez. which is uh, just just mental. And the next goal is ten million. Um, and that's what the, the the new chalky milk's going to help me do. Uh, but homelessness, you know, we're all humans, right? We all end up the same way. And I would hate, I just want people to have the same experiences I've had in my life, have the opportunities, have people to fall back on if something doesn't go to plan, have an education, have healthcare the same way I do. And I think we all deserve that, especially here in Australia. And I just hate seeing people not have that. And that's why I kind of want to help out those uh those that are less fortunate than I am. Uh, you've obviously seen too much of it, mate, but uh, how have you got this this real responsibility as such a young man, a 24-year-old Sparky you started as? Yeah, I think just it's all about living. You know, I, I'm i unlucky. I would, I, would, I would say I'm privileged, and a lot of us here are, are very, very privileged when you look at the rest of the world. And I think instead of wasting that opportunity and sitting waiting for things to happen for you, why not go out and get them? And when you start doing that, when you start layering that on, um, life becomes pretty special and you actually want to start giving. And I feel like the more you give, the more fulfilling your life is anyway. And so, you know, the ripple effect of giving and, and raising money and, and just lending a smile or lending a hand uh, ripples on through everyone's day. So the more you can spread that, the more you can be that person, then everyone else can also feel this life. And as you see this morning, the, the 700 odd people there, they've just got a zest and an energy to get up and get after it and make the most of every day. So this is one of your famed milk runs, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is. Now, uh, and you're getting support from Woolies as well. I see the the Ned, which you talk about the Ned's chalky milk and the Ned's iced coffee. Yep. they're going to be stocked by Woolworths. Yeah, so it is. So the 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 idea behind the milk is every day of the run across Oz, I uh, I was I was burning so many calories. I was burning close to twelve thousand calories a day, um, and I needed to get the calories in somehow. And the best form to do that, the best way to recover, was the chalky milk. Um, 
and obviously every I can't run across Australia every week and I you know that's that's an awesome way to raise money but how do we do that in the in between the next events and so every chalky milk we sell will give back and yeah fortunate enough to be picked up by Woolworths um, and so yeah the more milk we sell the more milk the more money we get to raise for those experiencing homelessness here in Australia so go into Woolies and go buy some yeah how was the first approach to a milk manufacturer look it was a, it was a funny one because you know I could uh, I could sign a contract and be the face of someone's milk or face of someone's thing but I was like no I want to actually make change I want to do good I want to I want to give back but also you know I don't do anything in halves and if I'm going to do something I want to throw the whole kitchen sink at it and so we're like let's uh, let's make our own and when you're telling business partners you want to go and uh, put a heap towards uh, raising money it's, it's a hard thing because you know costs are up in a business and a startup you've got to uh, you've got to work that out but we're all on board together and we all want to do good. So it's uh, it's been fun. But uh, just the process of tasting all these chalky milks and ice coffee has just been fun in itself. <laughs> and, uh, mate, Mobilise is the homelessness charity, right? Is, is that still yep. the case? And how do they structure the use and the execution of that $2.7 million to homeless people? Yeah, so the beautiful thing about it is they were – they're basically idea behind – why we wanted to do stuff just because they wanted to help. And so the most money that ever raised prior to last year was $7,500. Um, so $2.5 million was a bit of a jump in the bank account. Um, yep. And we are fortunate enough with the money from raised from the run and the money that we'll continue to raise, uh, we've been able to put 12 people into a pilot program uh, that has aided people to get six weeks rental assistance, which gives them an address so they can open a bank account, so they can open uh, apply for jobs. And they've been nurtured through this program uh, with the help of Mobilise to get them back on, on their feet into the housing market. And that's the problem. It's it's multi-layered, but we're starting. And that's the thing. Most people don't want to start. you just got to start somewhere. That's what we're doing. We have mm. the funding to do it now. So it's all very exciting. Hey, it's, well done, mate. It's brilliant to chat to you. And we really, you know, this was uh, an unexpected pleasure to catch up with you this morning. We noticed people everywhere today. And they're obviously, the you know, just devotees of what you're doing, mate. And you said 27 an aim for 10. Godspeed to you. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it so much. And you need Hilts. The brand new baseball season is up and running. Tough start for the Bandits. Last week, they lost their series against the Adelaide Giants, but started uh, this latest series with a win overnight. And joining us, the very well-travelled Ryan Bollinger from the, the Bandits, one of the pitchers. Ryan, good morning to you. Thanks for joining us on the show. Reading a little bit of your history, you literally have travelled right around this baseballing universe, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, I've been to a few places. Uh, I'm still trying to put a couple more on that list, but we'll see where it takes me. Because, Ryan, now, you're now a free agent, is that right? You have been in the Yankee system, but now you've broken free and you can go where you choose? Uh, yeah, pretty much I can go where I choose, or at this point in my career, go wherever chooses me. Yes, okay. Well, you know, your first... Um, uh, sort of drafting, whatever you call it, you guys, uh, was with the Phillies, right? And you're a first baseman. Were you a pitcher then? Uh, well, I, I did both in high school, obviously. I was uh, drafted as a hitter, made the transition over to first base, or uh, sorry, made the transition over to pitcher, and then, uh, yeah, the rest is kind of history for me. And <laughs> I read you signed with the Phillies so that you didn't have to go to college. Is that right? <laughs> No, so I wanted to go to college, but it's just like the opportunity for me to play professional baseball at a young age. I was, I, I kind of had to sit down with my dad, and my dad had talked to me, and he was like, well, your dream has never been to play college baseball. It's always been to play professional baseball. 
Yes, okay. That was kind of the deciding factor for me. And I was like, you know what, you're right. Like looking back on it as I've gotten older, maybe should have gone to college, gotten a little bit more experience because that was the eye-opening first uh, go-around in Pro Bowl. But you were within the Yankees system. Talk about that. And what do they call you? Like a phantom ball player? Is that the right talk? Is that the right term? <laughs> yeah, there's there's like a, a phantom major league list, I guess, of guys like myself that have been called up to the major leagues and then just have never appeared in a game. So I've been there. I've had my, my small cup of coffee and that's it. <laughs> yeah. And... <laughs> They they started they assigned you uh, promoted you and then optioned you back to Trenton the next day. You, you know how, how do you cope with that? That was in 2017, I think, with the Yankees. Well, like you guys said earlier, I'm pretty well traveled, so I'm, <laughs> it's uh, hop from uh, New York back to Trenton's not too bad. Yeah, right. Do you know I've got I've got 14 teams that you've played for. Do you, do you reckon I'd, that'd be about right? Uh, yeah, that, that'd probably be about right. Be a few <laughs> so so there. there's Phillies, yeah, right, right. there's the uh, Windy City Thunderbolts, Chicago White Sox, uh, Bristol White Sox, uh, Canapolis Intimidators, uh, the Great Falls Voyagers, St. Paul's Saints, Canadian Eagles, or the Eagles, the Three Rivers Eagles or whatever in Canada, Winnipeg Gold Eyes, the Hard Disciples, then to a stint in Brisbane, yeah, the stint on 17, 18, 18, 19 in Brisbane, eh? Then the Yankees, San Diego Padres, Fubon Guardians, and the Rakuten Monkeys in China. How was that? Yep. Uh, that was that was cool. That was that was definitely an experience that I uh, am grateful for, man. The, the way that they treat baseball is so different than, uh, than I had ever envisioned. You know, it's a party the entire game, and it's loud, and it's like after every game you need like a – Going a sensory deprivation thing and just recover. <laughs> you might, that's like India. That's good stuff. Like because you've been in so many great clubhouses, I'd imagine. And that I love that about sport too. But you you must really love it. Oh, you know it's um, it's been good to me. You know, being able to do what I like to do, do what I love, and then get a little traveling in on the side. You know, I've been able to see some places that I never thought I would be able to. Just because uh, I've been all right at throwing a baseball, you know, so it's been <laughs> been pretty rewarding for me. Yeah, you're pretty good last night too. The, the as a good win, everyone happy. Five four over the Sydney White Sox or Blue Sox. Yeah, yeah, a big win for us coming home. You know, it's always like last weekend we didn't have quite our whole team there, so get everyone together, get everybody finally start to gel as a team and. I mean, in baseball as, as well as any other sport, it's very, you kind of, it's very much that like feeling of you have to know who you're playing with and then find your reasons why you play with those guys, you know, and the bandits make it very easy for you to find your reason why you want to be here. Okay. And of course, you've had a couple of high profile retirements leading into this season too. So I suppose it is very much feeling your way in these early series matches. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in, a season overseas, you know, like you get a lot more time to kind of feel it out. Here, it's like, all right, we had our we had our first week, feel it out. Now it's time to go. So last night was that was a big turning point for us, I think, as far as just team camaraderie wise. So that's a big win for us. Yeah, Good stuff. All right, man. well, we'll be keeping an eye right the way through the season. It's now it's up and running. It's the Brisbane Bandits, and uh, they're in the middle of a, well, just started a series against Sydney. 
And, uh, Ron, we really appreciate it. It's a, it's a fascinating sporting story, yours. Oh, well, I appreciate that, guys, and thanks for having me. Hey, welcome back, all right? Well done. The racing action continues right across the Sunshine State. Doomben tomorrow. You can check out racingqueensland.com.au for where Queensland is racing today. And we have the rare pleasure of Chris Nelson oh, in the this? studio with us live. Good mm. is it, guys? Back to the old days. Yeah. Well, let me do, Daryl. I've been holding on to this one for a while. Daryl's heading west to Perth for the uh, Railway Stakes, the G1, tomorrow. My top two rated runners are number eight, Bustler at $10, and number 13, Mojo Rhythm at $41. Whoa. And should Jewel Acceptor, the 17, Casino 17, $23, gain a start, he will be in the mix. Follow him to a Perth Cup start next day. And a little bit of Ollie trivia. We know he's not riding because he's out suspended tomorrow. As a 16-year-old, he rode a double for Lee Friedman at Mooney Valley on his Melbourne debut with some with which players from an AFL club did he celebrate the success that night? The Geelong Cats. He was staying with his cousin Mark Bester, who was a Cats utility Ooh, player yeah, at the he time. Was. Yeah. There we go, Daryl. Thank you, mate. Uh, we appreciate that. He was and, a good player, Mark Bester. Very good player. Peach, this will be a perfect lead into you. A reminder, the recognition stakes on on Saturday. In my opinion, the two best horses for the Quinella are Scalapini and Irish Songs with Leap and Larry back in the saddle. Get on, happy days, giddy up. Thank I you, Peach. I saw that. He put that on Twitter as well, did um, did Peach. Mm-hmm. Uh, look, I'm a fan of Irish Songs, and he follows a pattern. He has a break, then he has a run, and then he runs really well. And mm-hmm. he's right on that pattern again tomorrow. So, yeah, he's got a good chance. And the other one, Scalapini, I've actually tipped on top. Okay. But uh, I'm a bit wary of Zarastro, the favourite. Just 13.50 late, might find it out. Uh, I think Scalapini will get a lovely run in behind them. But we just don't know what sort of track we're going to yeah, play on. Yeah, took That's the words the out of my mouth. Yeah. Mm. I mean, we're probably back to a soft six today. Uh, if there's no more rain, we'll get to a soft five and maybe even better. But we'll just have to see what happens today. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, two of Robbie Heathcake's coats favourites running, you know, Startontes and Ekaterina. Ekaterina, yeah, yeah. Uh, Robbie's still over in America, I think, or Mexico, playing golf, uh, enjoying himself. But, well, uh, as an RQ member, why isn't he an RQ volunteering? <laughs> Pretty sure really? he's in Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably why he's in Mexico. Because <laughs> they can't play on RQ. <laughs> Has he volunteered in years gone by? I'm not sure. Loves it. Loves it. Does he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, look, good day's racing. Recognition stakes, as you mentioned, Paddy, and the uh, Tats Classic for the Phillies and Mares. Best bets, race four, number one, Golden Decade, who I thought was uh, was a good winner last time at 1,200 metres. He, he matched it with Adriel in the straight. Adriel kicked strongly, and then Golden Decade just got a bit of a surge late. That was the end of 1,200 metres. 13.50 tomorrow is ideal for this one, who should get a lovely run. So race four, number one. Uh, ha- I love this one. Race six, number six. You want to say Happysburg all the time, but it's pronounced Haysborough. And this horse was a total enigma. It took him a long time to win his maiden. And then he came out and won another race two starts later. And he's been nothing but consistent ever since. And unfortunately, last start, Martin Harley had that Wednesday where he uh, had three rides and nearly fell off all three of them. <laughs> this was one of them. He went for a run down near the fence and got chopped out really badly. And Haysbrook could have won that race. And I don't think he's badly placed tomorrow at a good price each way. So race six, number six, Haysbrook mm-hmm. each way. That's a good price, all right. It is a very good mm-hmm. price. And race nine, number 10, the catch, who was well back last time out and put in a really good run, was wide all the way, probably would have won with a more economical trip in the race. Draws a good gate tomorrow, can go a couple better. Race nine, number 10, the catch. I've got my little mare in race five, April and Augusta. She's double figures. Favourite is midnight in Tokyo at a short price. Probably wins, but April will 
she'll run a place at least. She'll right give on. you a good sight. Okay. And uh, recognition, just uh, give us a little sum up on the, the feature event. Well, Scalopini is the one I've gone with. Uh I just think, as I said, he gets a lovely run. He's had a trial, 13.50 first up's okay. He's good fresh. He likes a bit of cut in the ground. So look at his soft record. Eight starts for five wins. So if we get on a soft track tomorrow, that'll increase his chances. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zerastro obviously down on 53 kilos and Scalapini on 61. There's a massive weight difference. But don't remember. Oh, don't forget Zerastro got run down by extremists last start. So... You know, he'll be fitter for it, but he's got to run an extra 150 metres as well. Hey, uh, Chris, a question. Mm-hmm. You know the horses we own, like Big Goodbye and yep, the yep. Greylander or whatever, they were rarely in the first couple of races of any programs. What, what would that be? They, they didn't have maiden careers or what? Yeah, well, you mean like they were rarely in the first race. They races were always in they... race six or seven or well, eight. Well, they're probably know? better horses. That's why the big goodbye is always going to be in a later race because right. he's an open-class horse you and they run those better uh-huh. races later in the day. Uh, the maidens are generally run early on, so they will be races one, two, three, four. Yeah, but I thought they run in maidens till they win. win they one. do. And ours must have won before I even opened my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Is that right? Well, you should be telling me if they won or not. <laughs> yeah, good but, call. Uh, but no, that's... Those trainers just don't answer my calls. <laughs> <laughs> it might be, a, might be a reason for that. <laughs> Um, I was just I'm trying to find the uh, the meeting for Perth tomorrow in the paper, but uh, the, the railway, run. and they're going to run that race or that meeting late in the day. I think it starts at two their time and finishes at six their time because of the 38 degree heat. The heat, yeah, yeah. So okay. that's uh, a different time frame. So make note of that. Probably uh, be 36 at two. It probably will be. I don't know if it makes much of a difference, <laughs> but uh, you know. So that's four o'clock, Paddy. You, you can start getting desperate at four our time. <laughs> and it'll go till eight. Your desperation. A horse, right. One of your horses uh, should win tomorrow too, Paddy. Contemporary. Oh, last race. It's in two races at Kembla. Uh, I, I hope it goes to the last race, which is fourteen hundred meters, because I think that suits really nicely. Two runs this time and have both been good. Looking for fourteen hundred, so stick with it. I know yes. you're a fan. Yes, I've backed at both starts, and we've just been. Not quite. You've there. been running on well, though. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like that. When he I'm was poo-hooing Kim LaGrange not so long ago, either. <laughs> <laughs> All right, mate. Great to chat. Uh, who's on your show? Uh, we have Ben Thompson on this afternoon on the Punters, mate. That's 4 o'clock locally, 5 o'clock in the, uh, the Daylight Saving States. Brilliant. What's gambling really costing you? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au.